Yo, 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 welcome back to a very special episode of Inside the Lunch Table. This episode is special because you are courtesy enough to bless us with your time on this fine Monday morning. So it is incredibly special to us. We appreciate you guys being here. Got a jam-packed show for you guys full of absolutely everything as we had a very busy weekend over sports. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? I don't really care. We're going to go ahead and hop right into it, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get us started in the National Football League where we had a very eventful Sunday, gentlemen. We had Very. A, it, was, it was a very interesting day because we had episodes all across the league, man, from coast to coast. We had s- situations and, and ball games being played that were just absolutely phenomenal. So the first place I have to start us is with one of my personal favorites. And y'all know how I feel about this, gentlemen. And there are very few people that, ah, man, I'm against the grade on this one. And I was a big AB fan and I wanted to see AB succeed in Tampa. And unfortunately, yesterday, the pot hit the wall and uh, we hit a boiling part as AB decided to throw the pads down, take them off, head off the field, hype the Jets crowd up. We have all seen the video. We don't need to talk about that. The only thing I need to talk about is the narrative around the situation, gentlemen. I want to open y'all up to give me some thoughts about the, the flat-out lies we saw from Bruce Arians' pig self, who came on the mic yesterday and said that he asked Antonio Brown to enter the football game, and Antonio Brown told him no. And I, I, I let you these gentlemen know with my initial thoughts yesterday that I thought that story was absolute garbage. Gentlemen, what do you think about Bruce Arians' comments of what actually happened with Antonio Brown on Sunday? Um, I, I guess I'll go first. Um, well, this one, Mike. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I really want to wait until, you know, Antonio Brown gives his side. Cause it's a lot of different things. That's well, AB came said. out this morning and said that he was hurt. AB said, uh, I was hurt and didn't want to enter the game. And so they kicked him off the sideline. I don't think that's the truth either Ooh. because he ain't looked too hurt hopping up and down in that end zone. I mean, the story I'm, 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 yeah, he didn't look too hurt. The story I'm leaning towards is, you know, I, I sent it to our group chat. A lot of people were saying they were, um, they didn't want him to make his contract based incentives. Oh, um, so they, so. they didn't want to pay him. Um, it was like three different, um, like three point, well, three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. It added up to about two point million or two million dollars in incentives. And AB needed that money, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell exactly. you, AB I mean, that's no, that's no chump change. He was, yeah. That's no chump change in this economy. So I don't know, man. It's just I, I just hope, hopefully that I could get a um you know, concurrent story in the next couple of days to really figure out what happened with that situation. What about you, Kath? Give me some thoughts on the situation, man. It was crazy. No love for my boy, Kath? No, 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 I'm here, I'm here. Uh, (laughs) Boy, had to think about it. He was putting a take together. He said, hey, give me a second, guys. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, For for me, I I was thinking the whole time yesterday – um, there has to be more to the story than what was just said from Bruce Arians in. Um, and if you look at every time that Antonio Brown does something incredibly stupid, <laughs> right. There's always a re not, there's always a reason behind it for him, right? Like there's always something. Yeah. Personal uh, validation every single part, time. Yeah, exactly. Personal for him. And I, that, that's not to excuse what he did because I think it was incredibly stupid, regardless of agreed, whatever agreed. The, I the reason was. The action. Yes, I will not defend the action. But if you look at every single time, you look at what happened in Pittsburgh. You look at you look at what happened in Las Vegas whenever he was there. The the frostbite. He also said that John Gruden was a racist. It ends up, ends up coming out a, a year later. <laughs> John Gruden Y'all buried that, him for that. Shout out to ESPN a, for burying AB for that. Right. So it turns out that he he was. So I, here's the thing with me is that. The why is never in question with Antonio Brown. It's just how he conducts his why 
um, and the reason behind that. So, um, basically, just some final thoughts from the situation. I agree both what these gentlemen said. Time will tell us what really went on because uh, you don't keep secrets in the NFL. Something will leak out of this locker room even if it comes yep. from the back door. We'll Thanks. find out what really happened. Hey, really, really and, quickly, really, really quickly. Before ahead, we move bro, off of ahead. it, um, I got a quote from Tom Brady, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Let me hear the goat. Let me hear the goat. He said, I think everyone should be very compassionate and empathetic. Um, he said, it's a difficult situation. Everybody should do what they can to help him in ways that he needs it. And we all love him, we care about him deeply. We want to see him at his best. Unfortunately, it won't be with our team. And that's kind of interesting because Tom Brady, I mean, he had nothing nothing negative to say, a very neutral. Well, um, because, bro, let me tell you. Oh, because Tom Brady understands what he was doing. That's what exactly, I'm saying. Tom Brady exactly understands football, say. bro. Tom Brady did not, bro. Going at the end of the day, without don't get me wrong, what Tom does, Tom's to go. Ain't no argument about that. But he's he's not what he was. Now he granted he's still elite. Don't get me wrong. But going into the playoffs, man, you need a guy like AD when you lose a guy like Chris Godwin, man. There's no argument you can make on a football side that cutting AB makes sense. Now, obviously, we his actions validated the cutting side. I get all that, but there is no way that AB as a football player deserved to get cut. Now, granted, if if we find out that his actions were because Bruce Arians said some dumb BS to him, which would not surprise me. Or wouldn't least. let him or wouldn't let him check in the game or wouldn't. Let, like I said, that would not surprise me. Y'all know how I feel about Bruce Arians. Let me get this one on the record real quick, because I've never said this one on the podcast. Bruce Arians is a bona fide fraud, man. This dude is a serial loser. He was going to get fired with coin flip Jameis if Tom Brady didn't show up and his NFL career would have been done. He wouldn't have coached again because he's tried at 17 different locations and failed at 17 different locations. I mean, he led uh, rookie Peyton Manning to the interception record. Like this man is a serial loser, bro. There is no Nothing special about what Bruce Arians brings to a football team. His playbook was terrible. His offense was terrible. And the first thing Tom did when he got there was tear it to the floor because he knew it didn't work. He knew it didn't work. So I don't want to hear crap about B.A. being a locker room leader, a football guy. All of that is absolute garbage. That's that's media hype. He can't coach. He's not a leader of men. There's there's no argument you can make to, that says that Bruce Arians is somebody that A.B. just blew up on. Hell no. I could see it going either way with this one. So I'm not ready to throw all the fire on top of Antonio Brown. I'm willing. I like Mike said, let's wait and see what comes out of this, because yep. I would not be surprised if we find some scump on the other side of this argument. Gentlemen. Hey, and it may not be until the next year. You know what I'm saying? Because some of this yeah, stuff right. Didn't... Some of this stuff doesn't come out, so I would. Hey, I would. Well, the other on... thing is, if the NFL doesn't launch an investigation today or tomorrow, I'm going to be very upset because this is 110 worth investigating. Man, he blew up on national television. There, there's no reason you can tell me this isn't worth investigating. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Oh, real quick, let's uh, spin us on to some things that happened on the field, and I guess we'll start right there in Tampa Bay. Uh, real quick, the Buccaneers got a win. Tom, game-winning drive. Any thoughts from that game? Tampa kind of struggled, gentlemen. Yeah, they did. They struggled against Zach Wilson. I mean, uh, the Jets came out and they they put they looked. You know, you always say, um, you know, Salah couldn't get the kid his guys to be motivated. Right. They always right. look like a team that that's just defeated. And um, yesterday, man, they came out and they they wanted to play early. And uh, Tampa Bay really had to really had to come from behind. But I mean, good job by them showing it. You know, showing um uh, toughness and and fighting for that win. Catherine, quick, you got any thoughts for me on this one, big bro? I mean, yeah, Tom Brady threw 50 passes. That's that's a lot. Um, <laughs> they couldn't run the ball worth a damn. Um, yeah, they, they could, got that's the run a, killed, man. That's what I was about to say. They couldn't. Run, they couldn't run the football. They run for. They rushed for 62 yards. 
you know, Tom Brady threw for 410. So they need um, playoff Lenny, man. With without yep, if, they, do. if they don't have Lenny and Godwin, this team is gonna have some issues. And y'all know I hate there's nothing I hate more than betting against Tom in the postseason, but yeah, holy yeah, but, moly. yeah but then his leader no god can't win with Gronk being their their number. That's what one. I was just about saying, to say. Man, yep. they're they're missing, they're getting banged up. And now granted, I guess the defense is still intact, but the defense isn't playing like it was last year. I don't know if it's ready to carry you to a Super Bowl. So I'm a little bit worried about Tampa just because on the injury side, we need to get some of these guys back onto the field. I think this game was a courtesy of playing the Jets. I think uh, if you're playing a real playoff team, you're not getting back into this one. But real quick, before we move off this game, got to give some love to my boy, Robert Sala. He, like Mike said, his guys were willing to play today. And that was the only thing I asked for from him was at least bring me some energy, man. Get these guys willing to play some football. And they 100% brought that for me on Sunday, guys. Uh, a team that is not bringing it for me right now. The L.A. Rams, gentlemen, they found a way to win, but it was not pretty, guys. Talk to me about Matthew Stafford and what we saw from these L.A. Rams squeaking out a win against these Ravens. Go ahead, Kat. He was average. Um, I know if you look at the box score and you see that 309, you're going to get really happy if you're a Rams fan and a Stafford fan, but uh, the the two interceptions were bad. Um, oh, and no, I, Head scratchers, man. Just it head didn't, scratchers. It didn't help that they couldn't run the ball very well, um, you know, incredibly well just under four yards of carry, which is not good. It helps Damn whenever you out, have man. it helps whenever you have somebody like Cooper Cup on your uh on your offense. I, I think for Baltimore, if you have Lamar, if Lamar plays this game, they win the football game. 100 percent So Huntley almost led them to a victory uh over a 12 and four, well eleven and four at the time Rams team, uh who's supposed to go deep in the playoffs here, who's supposed to be better than Arizona. Who's, who's supposed to finish the top of their – you know what I'm saying? Who's supposed to do all these all these things. The Ravens shouldn't have been in the game with a backup quarterback in. I know that he's probably one of the better backups that's in the league right now. Oh, he's going to get a starting gig this offseason, gentlemen. There's I think, no I doubt think about he, that I think, one. He, I think he will, absolutely. But it's it really depressing for the Rams, man, or for, for the Ravens. It's just deflating, um, bro. It just really yeah. is. It's a – but at the same time, I mean, Lamar's going to have a long career, and you can't, you can't expect the man to be on the field. Ever. Now, theoretically, I don't think they're eliminated from the playoffs yet. So, I mean, I guess, like, we could be hopelessly optimistic that at 8-8 eight and eight, they fumble their way in, but the road they're, they're going to need a lot of help in the last week of the season. But, like I said, Lamar's going to have a long career, and, I mean, injuries happen. It's, it's a physical football – I mean, it's a physical sport that they play. So, I'm not really – uh, I'm disappointed in the Ravens, but at the same time, like I, your quarterback's out. And like we say about quarterbacks, the most position, most important position on the field. Mike, real quick, throw me some thoughts on this Rams Ravens game, big bro. What'd you see? Um, Stafford, I mean, you know, he was he was really bad in the beginning. I mean, he came out, he threw two interceptions. Do that um, pick six to get the game started. He got everybody yeah, nice yeah. and warm early. But, but it was um, terrible yeah. read, too. Terrible read. Exactly. And he, but he kept his composure. I mean, he came out and he, um, very true, very true. Or he scored a touchdown, um, towards the end of the game to seal it there. Baltimore was terrible in the red zone. Um, they were terrible on third down, but the Rams were terrible on third down. It was just, it was a lot of opportunities for both teams to win the game, and the Rams just capitalized, I guess. Guys, uh, only thing I have from this game is, uh, well, this game and more over the weekend uh what Matthew Stafford has proved to me is we spoke uh basically all season about how heavy how top heavy the NFC is yeah some of these top heavy teams are flaking coming down the stretch boys between my Cowboys these Rams the shaky Cardinals and the banged up Bucks man all four of these heavyweights are all looking real shit and we preached consistency last episode gentlemen we preached it coming down the stretch and between the injury situation in Tampa Bay and just bad football from the other three teams man it is 
it has got me shaking my head going to the postseason. But on the other side of the conference, the AFC, man, I got some hot teams out there, man. The Cincinnati Bengals with probably the biggest win of Joey B's career. Kath, I know how high you are on these Bengals. Tell me what we saw on Sunday from a big win. I thought that I thought it was a great game. I thought it was the best game, honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, hell of, yeah, man. It was a great of, of the weekend. Uh, Joe, Joey Burrow, man, 30 of 39, 446. Slang it four, out. Four TDs, no interceptions. I know you've got love for Nick Bosa over there for comeback player of the year, but, man, what Joe Burrow has done the last two weeks. I, don't get me wrong. He's putting his name in he's that thrown combo, for almost, man. He's thrown for five, almost 1,000 yards in, two, <laughs> in the last two games. And what, this nine isn't just a touchdowns, team. no picks? Right. This is Patrick Mahomes, baby. I'm telling that, that's, you, bro. that's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, he I, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes, and that's not a, a shot at Patrick Mahomes. Um, but but then you look at where was any but like where were they covering uh, Jamar Chase? Who bro, was doing that? Thank you, bro. I do not get this blows my freaking mind. How do you let one guy beat you in the national? I do not understand that, bro. They literally let him fly up the sideline unmarked on busted coverage for a touchdown. That was the best that was, guy on their team. They let Buster was literally go it. to the house. Holy moly. Yep. Like, that is pitiful. And now, my biggest thing with this one, three points in the second half for those Chiefs. Mike, what the hell happened in the second half, big bro? Um, man, honestly, their offense started being a little flat. And then their defense, man, they, they just – they were getting toasted all game. Man. <laughs> I texted y'all in the, in the group chat. I said, man, this Chiefs defense can't stop anybody. I mean, the Bengals came out and got – Every any and everything that they wanted, man, it was it was just crazy. Um, and and the Chiefs were still in it. They just their offense kind of fell flat at the end. Uh, Cincinnati was able to just shift the momentum, man, and they were able to get that win. And then at the end, um, the offense, man, Cincinnati really just killed time off the clock, man. They, I mean, they, they killed the clock. It, it was great yep. game management, man. Um, so shout out to Cincinnati, man. Hey, I want to say, man, I, I said this last week. Joe Burrow has so much swagger. I'm yeah. telling you, dude. If if I'm a if I'm a player and that guy's in my locker room, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I want to play for him. You know that what I'm saying? Like the confidence I have with the Bengals is 110 thanks to Joey B swag. Hundred percent, dude. I'm serious. Like you just he has just this presence whenever he walks into the locker room, and everybody just everybody around him just gets uplifted. Uh, I, the stuff that he does showing up to a press conference uh, with the Santa hat on. <laughs> yesterday he was yesterday he was smoking a cigar in the locker room like it's stuff Doing like his this Joey man, B that, things, man oh my gosh so i got a couple things from this game actually i got two things from this game number one i want to talk about the cincinnati defense it was absolutely phenomenal in the second half of this football game cheetah bay woozie shout out for former cowboy jesse bates they I mean this this defense my biggest thing with cincinnati was i did not believe in this defense and i've only watched cincinnati in detail twice and of course this was one of those games and this defense looked better than I expected, man. After getting absolutely pummeled in the first half, I thought they were going to get a 50 bomb dropped on them. They went to the locker room. They readdressed. They came out with a different game plan in the second right. half, and it absolutely worked. And I love, I love, I love teams that can adjust, man. If you can adjust, you can win postseason football games. And yep. the fact that we saw them adjust. And my other favorite thing about this Cincinnati team is, yes, Jamar Chase toasted you. I mean, last week, T. Higgins toasted you. I mean, yep. the whole regular season, it's been Tyler Boyd. I mean, Joe Mixon's hanging out in the backfield. Like, this Cincinnati team has a plethora <laughs> of weapons. Joe Burrow is oh. ready to fling the football sideline to sideline. And, I mean, 
we talked to, I just talked about it. The NFC teams, not giving me confidence. That is the complete opposite with Kansas or with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, man. They are giving you everything you want to see going into the postseason. Joe Burrow has been absolutely phenomenal the past two weeks, but unfortunately this game doesn't take anything away from Kansas city. Um, yes. The offense was flat in the second half, but I don't think I'm not like bailing on Cincinnati. I'm not ready to kick them to the, or the chiefs. I'm not ready to bail on them. Not ready to kick them to the curb just because Cincinnati was able to get the best of them. And now granted Cincinnati, I really thought with the last two minutes of this football game that Cincinnati was going to score early and lose just because of who Patrick Mahomes is. But I mean, like Mike said, it was phenomenal game management, got a couple of nice flags thrown in from the refs that kept the game alive Mm -hmm. and they were able to milk the clock all the way. So shout out to Cincinnati for keeping the ball out of Patty's hand. That was really the key to this one guys. um, Next one I want to talk about is, uh, it was, I mean, at the end of the day, I got to give them their love because I hate them as much as they do, but they were able to beat the Washington football team, punch their playoff ticket, guys. The Philadelphia Eagles are another one that locked up a spot, guys. Any love for these Eagles going into this postseason? Maybe rouse some feathers at that 6-7 seed? No. No, no, no love. I'm the same way, bro. I think uh, it was a good win to punch their ticket. Guys, another playoff team punched their ticket, absolutely routed the Jacksonville Jaguars. Patriots, they're headed to the postseason, guys. Any love for it, Mac it, Jones going into the playoffs? Um, they needed to come out and get this statement win. Honestly, oh, um, they, they beat were, the breaks off of Jacksonville, bro. Yeah, they had been a little shaky. And Mac Jones, he played great. I mean, 22 for 30, 227, three touchdowns. I mean, he got it done. They yes, came sir. out, they ran the football. This was a good statement win for the Patriots. What'd you see, Kath? What'd you see? <coughs> Not, I mean, from T-Law. It, Not from T Law. Besides yeah, that, I, I, I saw nothing from I saw nothing from T Law. Uh, I'm still on the T Law bandwagon. So Okay, good. Um, me too. Woo-hoo. Yeah. But I, I, for Mac Jones, I mean, he, he played a good game. Um, 22 of 30 will, is, is really good uh, for 227. But uh, it's a 2-14 and 14 Jacksonville team. So, um, <laughs> and they played in New England. So I'm not any higher on the Patriots after this week than what Real I was quick, One question last for you, week. Big Bro. Uh, and then, Mike, I want to get your answer on it, too. Give me your confidence level with Mac Jones going into the playoffs. Can Mac Jones win a playoff game? Not Bill, can I, Bill Belichick. Can Mac Jones win a playoff game? I think that if – I don't know, man. I think that if uh, everything is right, Mac Jones can win a playoff game. Um, but if we're if we're talking about Mac Jones going up against somebody uh, like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't see and and especially teams that are have been there and done that before. Uh, I I don't know if if I put full faith into Mac Jones because you know why? Because I, and I'm still going to harp on this, and maybe I'm overreacting to this. Whenever they played Buffalo like three weeks ago or last month, they didn't throw the ball. Like yeah. they threw the ball like three times. Well, and a lot of people will give the weather and if you're, defense, but no, Josh Allen threw the ball 30 plus times in that football game. I got a hard time blaming the monsoon. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I really have a hard if your coach and your offensive coordinator doesn't have especially when your you coach and offensive you. coordinator are the best two in the league, bro. He's hanging out with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. If they know, yeah. they know, bro. <laughs> right. So that's that's my thing. If they don't have faith in you, it's going to be really hard for me to have faith in you. I don't know. And listen, that's not to say that he can't win a playoff game. But at the end of the day, man, it's gonna be tough. the monsoon, the monsoon that you played in, there very well could be a monsoon here in the next couple of weeks that you have to play in as well. So, yeah, Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you, man. Same question. How confident are you and Mac Jones going to play off game? I mean, I'm kind of going to piggyback piggyback off of what Kat just said. Um you know, he hasn't he hasn't really been there before. And, and, and you know, same thing that Kat said, if your 
own coaching staff and them really don't have confidence. <laughs> in you. How can you expect me to really have confidence in you? So I don't know, man. It'll be a big test for them, but I'm excited. I'm just so excited for these playoffs, man. I ain't going to lie, man. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say about this one, guys. Uh, well, this one. One thing I'll say about Mac Jones, I have absolutely no faith in Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> God. At, at the end of the day, I think Mac Jones sits somewhere between C plus to B plus, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a competent quarterback. He can win football games. He's a game manager, but he's not anything special like the rest of the AFC quarterbacks are. And I think what's going to really kill <clears throat> Mac Jones is y'all know how I feel about some of these other quarterbacks in the AFC. I think we got some generational talents playing the quarterback position out there, and so. Uh, unfortunately, the thing I'm going to have to nod on Mac Jones is y'all know how I feel about Bill Belichick and y'all know how I feel about his schemes, man. So unfortunately, Mac Jones is going to be put in a position to win a playoff game. The question is going to be what can Mac Jones do to deliver on his end? Because I doubt that this defense, this run game, this head coach will let him down. I got a feeling they're going to be in a position to compete. The question is, what will Mac Jones be able to do? And I got a feeling it's fall flat on his face. But time hey, will tell, gentlemen. Go ahead. Hold on real, real quick before we keep going. Since we're talking about Mac Jones, um, Mac Jones or Jamar Chase for Rookie of the Year? Uh, Jamar Chase by a long shot. Jamar Chase running away. I agree. Well, Jamar Chase is shattering Randy records, big bro. Y'all know how I feel about Randy, too. He just just broke um, Justin Jefferson's record yesterday, so uh, Uh, shout out to him. uh, Unless you boys on top. There are very few people that I will compare to rookie Randy, but unfortunately we've seen two in the past two seasons, man. So unfortunately, rookie and Justin Jefferson is still doing it too. Like it's not like he just had one season. Let me tell you, there is, this is, it's been a long time since I've compared rookie Randy and now Megatron's presence was a lot different than rookie Randy because Megatron was just like the freakish athlete of all time. But I mean, what Jamar Chase is doing, it is undeniable, man. He was absolutely phenomenal. And what Jamar Chase brings is, is that prime Odell, that slot receiver who can take the slant route 867 yards to the house. It doesn't matter where he catches the football on the field. If you let him turn his hips, he will take the football to the end zone. And that is a – scoring points in the NFL is not easy. Scoring points in the NFL from 50 yards out is incredibly difficult. So what Jamar Chase is, does is incredible. And uh, like I said, I've got – I don't want to say no love for Mac Jones. I mean, I, I, he's – Played for my first, my favorite college coach, not my favorite pro coach. So I guess I got a little bit of love for him, but not enough to make him rookie of the year or offensive rookie of the year. Shout out to DeMar Chase on that one, guys. I want to keep moving. I've got two games. I want to do 30 seconds uh, on a Buffalo Bills punch the playoff ticket. What do we think about the Bills going in the postseason? Make it quick for me, Mikey. Um, Man, they came out and, and, and really got the job done, did what they needed to do. Um, Another strong performance. Oh, no, never mind. I just saw 120 yards, three touchdowns. Terrible performance from Josh Allen. <laughs> so, with that being said, I mean, they ran the ball finally. I mean, finally, bro. I've been waiting on there. that. Yeah, I think he's been banged up. So, he's really getting back to 100%. Um, you know, well, that let's, was, let's not give these Falcons too much love for this terrible run defense. But anyway, I can't, I can't think of my Saints play him next week. So, I'm going to keep my mouth closed on that one. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I guess the Bills, man, Josh Allen, man, again, consistency is key, man. You need to get consistent going into these playoffs, man. And that is not what we need to see, man. You're not giving me a lot of confidence at all going into the playoffs with that performance to the Atlanta Falcons. Come on now. All right, Kat, throwing you a chess pass. Same thing. What do you see about these Buffalo Bills going into this postseason? Agreed. Uh, I agree with everything that Mike just said. Uh, they've got the Jets next week, so hopefully that they can get a pick-me-up uh, pick game uh, going into the playoffs. They got blessed on the schedule, man. Absolutely <laughs> blessed. Uh, if you're Josh Allen, you can't throw three interceptions to, to this Falcons team uh, with no touchdowns, only 120 yards. you got to play better than that. Hopefully he can bounce back because we all know momentum – is is a is key it's a big deal going into the playoffs uh, you, you want to be coming off wins uh and you want to come off you know your best performances uh and so 
and he's got to play better. All right, guys, I got another one I want to shoot off. 30 seconds here. Uh, Tennessee Titans punching a ticket, making it official, blowing out the Dolphins, ending the Dolphins season. Any love for Tennessee to win a playoff game, Kath? I'm going to start with you. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about Tennessee just yet. Still, Ryan Tannehill still scares me. They only He only threw it 18 times yesterday. Uh, they beat a Dolphins team, but a, Dolphin, a Dolphins team that's not a playoff team. Uh, <laughs> Answer so, that question, huh? <laughs> you know, I, I know that uh, the Titans will probably finish the year off 12 and 5, or, yeah, 12 and 5. But, man, you, I, I just out. don't – I don't have any faith in Ryan Tannehill. I 100% agree, bro. Uh, Mike, real quick, what you think of the Titans going on the playoffs, man? Um, if we're being honest, quite frankly, I'm going to keep it simple. Not much. Um, I think Titans <laughs> might not even um, – if they, you know, they get into that wild card, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. They're going to get a first-round exit of anything. Um, I just think what, what Derrick Henry brought to this team was just too much for them to lose and um, – they're especially also, since hey, especially since the AFC is so deep and thick. Exactly, man. That's what it's I was going to say, bro. It is competition, the, competition, competition. The only quarterback that Ryan Tannehill can outplay in the postseason is Mac Jones. There, there are those two are in a class of uh, their Carson own, Wentz. Of, he could outplay Carson Wentz. Okay, I'll give you Carson Wentz too. I could give you Carson Wentz. I don't know about Carson Mac Jones. I don't know about Mac Jones though. You said Mac Jones. I don't know if he outplays Mac Jones only because the scheme that they run. Yeah. I'll give you that. Mac Jones does have a nice scheme, but I 110% agree with Mike. Tennessee's going home in the first round. Um, well, unfortunately, they're gonna they're gonna stumble into the one seed, gentlemen. That's what uh, I'm. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking they're gonna stumble into the one seed with Kansas City losing. Um, conference record does go to the Titans right now. So if if the Titans can win their last game, they will punch their ticket. And if they get a bye, bro, it will be the most. It will be the. It will be a rob, bro. It'll be a rob because they will get destroyed in the second round. The first round, if they're the two seed. The matchup's probably going to favor them. In the if you get the bye, bro, you do not fluke win playoff games. The teams who win playoff games are the real team. So if you have to play somebody, twenty sixteen Cowboys. I tell you, you do. <laughs> come on, fam. We got dotted up by Aaron Rodgers anyway. But uh, <laughs> but um, what I, the if they get into the, to the postseason and have to play one of these young AFC quarterbacks, there's no way in hell that Ryan Tannehill can even keep them in the game. The one thing I want to shout out Tennessee for, Mike Vrabel can coach out of his freaking mind, bro. Out of his yeah. freaking mind. Mike Vrabel gets these guys every single weekend up and off this bench to play like absolute Titans. And I, I, I can't complain what I've seen from Mike Vrabel. He's a Bill Belichick Oh, I see guy. what you did He's there. Uh, that, was, that was good. You like that? Play like Titans every weekend? Yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> Anyways, keep bumping on down the road, guys. Uh, shout out to my boy Derek Carr. Found a way to beat these Colts when the Colts needed it the most, guys. Oakland getting into the playoffs, gentlemen? No. No, they're not getting into playoffs, which makes I it all the, so all the more disappointing for the Colts, man. I this, agree. Um, shout out to Jonathan Taylor hitting 100 yards again. I really don't have anything else to say about that game. Uh, Carson went, then and missed it. He played. They just flat out lost. Guys, I got one more before I want to get to our two heavy hitters. Uh, my Los Angeles Chargers, guys, guaranteed y'all a playoff spot for those Chargers, and they beat the brakes off the Broncos. Y'all ready to admit my Chargers are going to the playoffs? Uh, I mean, this Broncos team isn't nothing – spectacular but i mean justin Herbert. Well, no 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 they're, they're pretty good because they beat the cowboys they did but i mean they don't even have their quarterback anymore drew lock is taking snaps yeah, again. Uh, drew, drew lock is terrible too I lock mean, is incompetent man i'm telling I you i think so too i'm not going to disagree with you at all on that one i think he the i mean the, i know teddy bridgewater is no hall of fame guy but he's a but, oh no nah, teddy bridgewater is very competent though you yeah that from your saints days he is exactly. he might not win the game but he's definitely not going to lose it and uh, drew lock is a very different story, man. He yep. A very different story. Chargers look good. So to answer your question, I do I do have a little bit more confidence, you know, in them after this win. We got a believer. What about you, Kath? You ready to believe <laughs> in these Chargers quite yet? I believe in Justin Herbert, not the Chargers. Yeah, you do, man. It's the kid is phenomenal. He can play. 
Uh, well, um, I need I need a little bit more of the consistency. Justin Herbert is still making young Brett Favre decisions. That will not work for me in the postseason, big bro. We got to be a little bit more cautious in the postseason. Now, granted, you didn't turn the ball over yesterday, but there are some times where you are definitely making some Brett Favre gunslinging decisions, and I'll give you a little bit of slack. Gunslinger. You've got a guy on the sideline who's an absolute freaking moron. So shout out to him for just keeping his job after this first season. But my, the real, my big confidence with the, the, the Chargers is not on the office inside of the ball. It's on the defense. Shout out. Uh, Joey Bosa played again yesterday, and he brings – his presence is exactly what this team needs up front. They struggle with the run. And literally, if he doesn't make a play, if he just shows up and gets a double, I mean, it makes an open lane for somebody else. So shout out to Joey B coming back. I think my Chargers are making the playoffs, guys. I guaranteed that one for you. I'm not ready to move off. Um, one last one I got to talk about for the postseason. 49ers took care of the Texans. Guys, Trey Lance, any confidence in the po- in the 49ers? Maybe stumble no. into a playoff win? None. Oh. They may, but no confidence about to meet these in Trey Rams. Lance. They need to, they need to uh, win out. And I, don't, I don't know. I don't see them beating the Rams. Bro, the Rams. The Rams should beat the brakes off of them, bro. But unfortunately, yeah. I don't know what it is with Sean McVay. But every time he runs into Kyle Shanahan, he comes up with some stupid, idiotic game plan and fumbles the game away. So I, Is Kyle Shanahan is better than – Sean McVay is. Oh, come on, fam. You know how I feel about Kyle Shanahan. You don't got to do that. I 110% agree with that. But <laughs> that's my only fear with Rams 49ers. It's the same script every time with Sean McVay, bro. And you know, I'm, I'm definitely one of those pro Sean McVay. He's a guru. He's a genius. But at some point, hey, you got to answer this call, man. Go ahead. Give Kyle, give Kyle Shanahan a, a good quarterback. A good quarterback. Just a good one. Bro, Kyle Shanahan be, turned Matt Ryan into the best thing be, in the league. The he'll best be, thing in the league, bro. He'll be better. He'll be better than his dad was. Bro, without a doubt, bro. I like I cannot stress to people enough. Kyle Shanahan in his first two like real hands-on seasons in the NFL took Matt Ryan to a Super Bowl, which he should have won if it wasn't for the GOAT, and then took Jimmy G to a Super Bowl, which he should have won if it wasn't for Jimmy G smoking a wide open throw down the middle of the football field. But I don't want to get too hot on this Monday morning, so let me digress real quick. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I am going to have to agree with these gentlemen. I don't think the 49ers are anything serious just because Trey Lance is not that guy quite yet. Guys, don't even talk, don't even talk about the Packers Vikings game. Packers are going to the uh, going nice into the playoffs, whatever. Let's go. Um, I was, don't worry, we're moving over to my Cowboys first, guys. Uh, next one we got to go. talk about is a team that wasn't consistent. Then I asked, I asked, I prayed, and I begged on this show from a little bit of. I wish we, I wish honestly, we're gonna start Rumble pretty soon so I can get some audio up for the podcast because this segment I just took my glasses off, put my hand over my head, and just. Up and down, gentlemen, up and down, because I got nothing to say to you guys except inconsistent, man. We came out here and laid an egg. What did y'all see from my Cowboys on America's Game of the Week? Um, Kath, I'll let you go first. I'm really interested. <laughs> what I got. don't even – I'm not even going to put this loss on a single person that touched the field and played any minutes in this game. You got out-coached. <laughs> no, don't Period. Do <laughs> Period. You got out coached. Well, you know how I feel We're, about Mike McCarthy. I'm not going to disagree with you. And I also know how you feel about Cliff Kingsbury as yeah, well. This, and, well, this it, was a bottom feeder matchup right here. I'm not all I, yeah, bottom feeder matchup. My ass. Anyways, <laughs> replace uh, both of these head coaches this offseason. Kyler ahead, Murray, you're God, you're an idiot. Kyler Murray is nine and zero in that building, coming off or coming from high school, college, and now in the NFL. Um, I think he's a co-ownership with Jerry Jones now. Um, Dak Prescott played bad, uh, three TDs, but cool. My biggest um, thing, you couldn't run the damn ball, man. Y'all couldn't run the ball at all, and I told you going into was. this, Calvin, I told you, 
I told you how what's Zeke gonna do? You know, what is Tony Pollard gonna do? That's gonna y'all are gonna go as far as those two guys will take you. Dak Prescott was your leading rusher yesterday. That can't happen. Your your quarterback should not be your leading rusher unless nah, his name ooh. is Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. I was about to say, I'm actually going to have to disagree here. I think we're at the point now where with Tony, because Tony Pollard's not healthy. There's no argument you can make to say he does, he's not running like he was four or five weeks ago. Well, yeah, I think he's it's about got a broken foot. It's about time we adapt the HB power of a pro or the quarterback power approach, man, because I think if you add – if, if you're not going to be able to – because our issue was we completely abandoned it, right? We just gave it up, bro. I think if you add the quarterback power, you at least make one or two guys stay in the box, man. I don't care if he has to slide or if he has to lay down on the damn turf. You cannot abandon the run like you did in this football game. Even And the worst part Calvin, about was it that is a you're old. You're old uh, I don't really care. I think the game – like, I, I don't want to decide the game on a missed call, man. We missed Me a neither. field goal that ties the game. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. and. Bro, it's not even that simple, bro. We played terrible, man. If if D Hop plays this game, they beat the brakes off of us. Trayvon Diggs, guard somebody, fam. Just somebody. Please. Pick one of the guys on the field. You got outplayed by. Okay, I'm about to get hot. I'm losing it. Sorry about it, gentlemen. You got outplayed by Anthony freaking Brown, bro. Y'all know how I feel about Anthony Brown. That man is atrociously poor. He couldn't make half the freaking XFL rosters, and he's our second corner, man. It is absolutely atrocious. The fact that y'all put him in the DPOY conversation was idiotic, bro. He has the worst coverage numbers in the league. He is going to smash the coverage records in the bad ways. He's going to give up a 1,000 yards in coverage in one season, man. Unheard of. Absolutely atrocious. He got torched by a damn straight washed A.J. Green. Damn straight washed A.J. Green. Put him to work for 60 minutes. It didn't matter if it was AJ Green, uh Christian Kirk, bro, what, what's the what's their third guy name who we turn into is a pro on? Wesley. Something? Antonio Wesley. Wesley. Who the blank and blank is that, bro? This secondary is <laughs> damn straight terrible, bro. Damn straight terrible. You can't make any argument. I can't have any confidence on this team going into the postseason cuz we can't guard a damn park car. Nobody, bro. You could send your grandma out there in her disabled wheelchair up the middle of the football field and we will let her fly 75 yards for a touchdown because this secondary is atrocious. All four positions, uh, I, I don't have – I mean, I can't – I want to blame Dak, but unfortunately at 24 for 38, 266. I mean, he missed open throws, but, I mean, he does that shit every week. I don't he know also what else fumbled. That fumble was costly and, right there. And, oh, man, I, it was hero ball and, like, I – I want to say, I mean, we missed a field goal and it ties the game, but there's, there's not, there's no positives to take away, bro. I mean, I guess we lost Michael Gallup for the rest of the season. We lost the football game. The secondary is damn straight atrocious. The worst part about this game was we played with the entire offensive line, which is probably our offensive line is so good right now that Terrence Steele can't even find game time. And we still can't run the damn football. How the blanking blank does that please Please elaborate to me. Well, because we Connor have... Williams does not need to be in the game. You I need agree to put with Terrence you on that one. I think there. Terrence Steele. Connor Williams should have. Connor but, Williams should have lost his job last year. Well, but not even that, bro. Tyron year. Smith got his lunch money ate by Chandler Jones. That's Y'all true. know how I feel about Tyron Smith, bro. <laughs> Tyron Smith is a That's first true. ballot Hall of Famer, and he let Chandler Jones. Now, don't get me wrong. Chandler Jones is, a, is a, he's a good football player by all means. He is not on the level that Tyron Smith is, and Tyron Smith let him put him to work for sixty minutes yesterday. Read and. I just, uh, man, I'll open the floor up for you guys. But as much as I just went ballistic right there, I don't know if there's much else else to hit. Mike, what do you have to say? No, nah, I mean, he hit everything on the nail. I mean, um, confidence going into the playoffs, man, is going down. I mean, his offense terrible. Defense looked um, less than satisfactory. It was just, it was a bad win, but a good win for there. It was a bad 
loss for the Dallas Cowboys, good win for the Arizona Cardinals. So that's the simplest way to put it. Um, the Cardinals needed to find some kind of consistency moving forward because they've been a little shaky, and this was a great win for them. This was a bad loss for the Cowboys, man. Um, um bro, honestly, I'm a, if the first round matches matchup has to be very gracious. If we play someone with an elite receiver, we will go home in the first round because we cannot guard a parked car. Uh, I am at the point where between Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown, this is hands down the worst secondary we're going to see in the playoffs. I don't think you you can make an argument. Uh, honestly, I don't even think you could argue with me. I mean, I I'll take I'll take Darius Slay in the Philadelphia Eagles secondary over mine any day of the week. The 49ers secondary. <laughs> The 49ers secondary is damn straight average, bro. Damn straight average. And I guarantee you they're better than our secondary. Um, the, the the Patriots, I mean, that's a damn good secondary. The, the Chargers, Antoine. Some, no, I'm still, I'll still take, bro, all of these. Listen, teams, it's bro, okay. It's okay. It's okay to it say. A damn straight average That secondary. the Cowboys suck. And it's no, okay. that's not wow. the case, bro. It's just, he's a hater. And um, unfortunately <laughs> I am a realist. The secondary is damn straight average. And if you can't, if you can't guard somebody in the playoffs and you let people move up and down the football field, you're not going to play the football team every week. 56 points are not a guarantee in this football league. And unfortunately this offense, I mean, we punted the ball four or five times to start the game, man. We were just, we were making sure our pro bowl punter got his action and we get, we fed him as much as we could. And anytime you play a football game where special teams is your best unit, you're going to lose. And that was us on Sunday. Um, Calvin, unfortunately, Calvin. go ahead. Listen, it's okay to say that we overreacted for this Cowboys team. It's well, okay to say that y'all play in the worst division and you ha- don't really have any good playoff bro. wins. You can't tell me there's a better roster than this. Like, this roster is not good enough for 22 points, bro, especially against this Arizona team that we – bro, how much did they get last week from Indiana or Indianapolis? So, let's uh, see. The Indianapolis they offense, dropped- 22. So, you're telling me that my roster is talented enough to score the same amount of points as the Indianapolis roster with no quarterback. Like that's they got 30 from the lions. Come it's on embarrassing. Yeah. It's flat out embarrassing. <laughs> if like, I don't get how you don't move up and down the field. At one point you have to address one of the two guys. It's either play calling or quarterback. So I don't know which one it is. Honestly, I think it's a little bit of both, but I mean, you don't have any excuse, man. Like, what are you going to say? Have a question. Gonna get better in the off season with what cow? I mean, go ahead. No, I don't think what, what position do you need to get quote unquote get better at? Besides, you're not getting rid of Trayvon. You're not getting rid of Trayvon Day. Exactly, bro. I mean, you could draft a corner, and I say uh, that's that would be the best approach. I mean, this, and I think this really highlights. Don't get me wrong. What Micah Parsons has brought has been absolutely phenomenal. Patrick Sertan would have changed this football team. He would have changed this football team because what. And, of course, Patrick Sertan goes under the radar because he plays corner and the corners don't blow up quarterbacks every game. And they sometimes they don't even get targeted if they're doing their job right. But I th- I really do. Now, he's Jason playing Horn, so good, though. J.C. Horn <laughs> broke his leg or tore his ACL, broke his leg. One of the two. I can't remember which one. So he's a little bit different. But I really think, oh, man, if this team would have added Patrick Sertan instead of Michael Parsons. Now, granted, D-Law was hurt, so we needed the pass rush. I get that argument. But this secondary, bro, I'm telling you, go, bro, go, go check the film. They cannot guard a parked car, bro. I'm t- like, there are so many times. And we just got blessed that the that the Cardinals offensive line was bad enough. If Kyler Murray would have had at least half a second, he could have put up 50, man. Like they were they Yeah, were imagine Aaron Rodgers. Imagine going imagine playing Aaron Rodgers with that. There were multiple times where there were guys just cruising <clears throat> down the football field. So like I said, it was just an overall disappointing performance. And I really don't got else much to say about that one, guys. Moving on to my last NFL game, guys. The Green Bay Packers did make a win that is gonna lock well, not lock up, but theoretically lock up the win seed, guys. Did Aaron Rodgers lock up MVP in everybody's eyes last night? Uh yes. yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable giving it to him at this point. 
How about you, Kathy? You're going to lead in the same way? Yeah, I don't, I don't know who else you'd put in that conversation. I'm the same way. I don't really think it's much of a debate. Shout out to Green Bay, guys. Um, one thing I have to say about Green Bay, uh, I think Jair Alexander is going to play in the playoffs. And uh, if he does, man, this Green Bay team is absolutely phenomenal. Without him, adding a guy like Jair Alexander, who's generational, would be absolutely huge for this team. I think they're the best team in the NFC. And I'm, I'm ready to put them at the top of that Super Bowl favorite list, gentlemen. How's everybody else feel about that? Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, like you said, I think, I don't know, in an earlier episode or something like that, um, the history is on the Green Bay Packers side. I mean, they have a top defense and they have Aaron Rodgers, man. That's a recipe for success. Combo, yeah, 100%. <laughs> what about you, Kath? Feeling good about these Packers rolling the playoffs? I mean, look, most consistent out in the NFC, huh? Yeah, I think that uh, I felt good about them going into the playoffs before adding Jair Alexander. So they were already a Super Bowl favorite, my Super Bowl favorite. Um, and then adding Jair Alexander, like you said, generational talent. Uh, it's only good. Play, man. He can play. So, yeah, shout out to those Packers. I mean, granted, there was no Kirk Cousins, but it was a good win for them moving into the postseason. Uh, who do they have in the last week? I think they got one more against Chicago. We know how Aaron Rodgers does with those. Oh, no, no we Lions. have Chicago, I think. Uh, Don't yeah. we have Chicago? You do have Chicago. They have Detroit, man. Yeah. Uh, well, the Lions got the 51 put up on them this week. So, Lord knows what Dan Campbell brings next week, guys. Uh, oh, real <laughs> quick before we touch at it. No, honestly, I don't even want to talk about it. Brown Steelers on Monday Night Football. I don't give a damn who wins that football game, guys. Real quick, uh, we got I had a jam-packed, loaded week uh, in college football as oh, well. Shout out, shout out Saints. Shout out Saints. Good win. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Ah, <laughs> damn, bro. Damn. I, twice, man. Shout out to those Saints. Did find a way to win, Mike. How'd you feel about your Saints rolling over those Panthers? Um, we actually, I think we need losses because I want us to get a receipt <laughs> in the draft. But honestly, I mean, my Saints, they show up every week. At least our defense does. And they play um, great football. So shout out to them in front of our home fans, not giving up and um, showing up to play and playing hard and getting the win. I mean, it always feels good to get in the win column. So shout out to them. Uh, I mean, I ain't got no much else to say. It was a good win from your Saints. Like I said, Sam Darnold, a second chance, pissing it away, man. He's been absolutely atrocious in Carolina, and I know Kath is completely out on this entire organization. Yes. I think he'd burn the building <laughs> to the ground if he could. But, uh, I mean, no, I, I, I'm trying to find a bright side in Carolina. I'm just going to go ahead There's and move not. on from this game. <laughs> 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 I don't really I don't really have anything of substance to add right there. But real, real quick, I'm going to take you guys behind the scenes. We This is the second time we've shot the backside of this episode. I've missed the Saints both freaking times. <laughs> both freaking times I missed the Saints. I'm sending my apologies <laughs> to Mr. Wilson. That is 110% off. <laughs> my way through this Monday as I uh, try to steam my way into college football. So real quick, now that I've covered the Saints and the rest of the NFL, I'm going to spin us into college football, guys. We had some bowl games that absolutely delivered – uh, both of our playoff games were routes, but these bowl games were damn straight phenomenal, guys. I'm going to start with the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Utah Utes. Um, shout out to our Rockwall boy putting in an absolute game with 15 grabs and 347. Bowl game record right there. He was phenomenal. Uh, guys, real quick, anybody catch this bowl game? Uh, I watched every single one of them. I was at work. Don't tell Target <laughs> that because then they would. But I was at work, man. I watched every <laughs> single snap of all of these bowl games because I was so excited and let me tell you something. This was the bro. this was the greatest this was the greatest day in college football all year long. Um, uh, whenever Texas lost to Kansas, that was honestly probably better. Um, but this was it was a phenomenal day, man. It was it was great. I um, uh, I mean, I 110 percent agree. Every single one of these games were phenomenal. Um, 
running through some picks real quick. Uh, Arkansas upsetted Penn State. I don't know if we picked that one, but I'm pretty sure I picked Penn State, so uh, RIP my nat- Natty Lions. Uh, Oklahoma State delivered over Notre Dame. I'm pretty sure we went three for three on that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky, Iowa, I'm pretty sure both me and Mike picked Iowa. Shout out to Kath. No one trusting those uh, those uh, Wildcats. Mike Kentucky Stoops, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, Ohio State Utes. Uh, how did we go on this one? I know I picked Ohio State, but I think I had one or two Utah picks on this show. Uh, yeah, me and I'll Mike say, both picked Utah. I'll uh, say about this game, um, the Utah would have won if their quarterback stayed in, and I really do believe so. Uh, he took an absolutely nasty head head injury. Prayers out to him. Hopefully he's okay. But a uh, shout-out to Ohio State, finding a way to win. And then that last one, same thing. Injury told us the tail, man, in the Sugar Bowl. Lost Matt Corral in the first quarter. The Baylor this is right why – this is why people sit out for bowl games. And this, I'm saying, I'm, bro, every single I'm not year they saying, kids up. Every yep. single year they mm-hmm. eat kids up, man. And I'm not saying day, that I agree with it. I'm not saying that I, I think that every player should do it. But I am saying that this is exactly why, especially leading into the draft, he wasn't just the consistent number one quarterback to be taken off the board. You know, it, it wasn't any of that. He now could drop past Desmond Ritter. Now, he may be the third quarterback taken off the board when theoretically and he could have been the first. Injuries don't play a question when you are like a, a lock to be the top overall. Like if T-Law would have got banged up last year, it would have meant nothing to his draft stock. He still would have been the lock. When the quarterback class is this jammed up, hell, when any position is this jammed up as quarterback is going into this draft, injuries pay a damn near important part because it is – it is going to be crippling when it comes to me because at the end of the day, you're picking a healthy kid versus a non-healthy kid. And that, that'll weigh heavy on a lot of GM's minds coming in the draft today. But like I said, it was an absolute phenomenal game. All of these games delivered. Uh, J-Cat, you want to say anything else to me before I roll us out? Yeah, I just really want to highlight Jackson Smith and C.J. Stroud. Um, yeah, they were phenomenal. I, like, I don't, I don't think, think people realize that, you know, Jackson Smith, received more yards uh, than Utah threw. He received more yards than they ran. Um, And C.J. Stroud, man, 573. I mean, he was putting up patty numbers. He He was putting up patty numbers whenever. uh, Is he a true freshman or a sophomore? No, he's he's a a sophomore. Damn, Uh, that kid can play. He's going to be good, man. No, the yeah, system. I'm, oh my gosh, he can play. Six man. TD, six TDs, one interception. But man, uh, really good for Jackson Smith. He's going to go into the next this next year. Um, he, he still got one more year left. He played his freshman year, so he'll he, he'll be. He was on phenomenal top of the, his freshman year too. Let's talk about that. He he was. Yeah, he just, was. He's he been he's been good all year. He's been year. good his entire career at yeah, Ohio State. Damn straight. He's going to be one of the – I think he's going to be the first receiver taken off the draft board in, in And what tells you a lot about Jackson Smith is the Ohio State receiving receiving room is just as deep as the Alabama one. Their receiving core this oh, year is deeper. damn better than Alabama's. Yeah. Yes, it was way better. And so the fact that he not only – he got into that lineup as a freshman, but he cemented himself in that lineup as a freshman. So, I mean, we've seen Chris Olave come and go all season with injuries and knocks, and Jackson Smith has been there every single week, and he has turned in performances damn near – every single week so i agree with you i think man 347 dude i just don't think that people really understand like how that's team numbers bro that's madden stuff bro i bro after this episode turn this episode off play madden and try to put up 347 with one guy i guarantee you nine out of ten of you won't be able to do it because that is incredibly difficult to do man so shout out to him um kath real quick uh, we're talking about next year's draft because this draft is going to be damn near boring uh who do you think the number one quarterback prospect is for that next year draft class uh, you've got to say Bryce Young. I think uh, so too. It's this is it's so early. 
Yeah, um, it is. And we're but, looking but really you, far ahead. Y'all know how I feel about projections, but we're going to do this one just to have a little bit of fun right, right here. You've got, you've got to say Bryce Young. Uh, you, and then, obviously, your leaders going into this, especially with Jackson Smith, the, way, the, the game that he just had, I feel like he's going to be the, the first receiver taken off the board. Um, unless somebody just comes out of nowhere. Julian Fleming is also on the Ohio State team, and he's got yeah, just he as much play. talent as anybody else. He just doesn't get any playing time. Um, and that's just because their receiving room is so stacked. Um, you, it, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it uh, with projections and stuff like that. Obviously, they still need to play another year. Injuries go into that. They could have a down year, whatever it is. But at least where I'm sitting right now, I would imagine Bryce Young would be the first person taken off the board. Um I am actually going to have to, as much as it pains me to do so, I'm going to have to agree with Jonathan Gath. I think uh, heading into next year, we'll be looking at Bryce Young sitting on top of our draft boards. But, 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 I don't think it is, it's not a consensus lock there. He will, he was going to leave the room open for some movement. If he comes out and drops a stinker in his junior season, he will by far, by all means, slide down that draft board. But uh, I think it's good to watch, man, especially to know him back going into the championship game. Watch Bryce Young real in detail. Remember that that could be our number one pick going into that next season. Um, I don't really have much else to add. Uh, Texas Bowl today um, or tomorrow, LSU, Kansas State. Not too interested in that one. I bet Mike's moving real hard for those LSU Tigers. But Yes, sir. Besides that, I'm going to move us on in. Uh, I'm going to touch real briefly on the league. Shout out to Mike's Lakers. Got to win, Mike. Three in a row. What you got to say for me? I've given your Lakers a lot of heat. I want to give you some time to respond. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, it was a good win for me. Um, Malik Monk played very, very well. LeBron, of course, played well. Russell Westbrook played well. Um, Carmelo Anthony and Avery Bradley both, both played well. Um, a lot of people are saying LeBron might still run center when Anthony Davis returns, so I don't know. I mean, we've had some success with this lineup with LeBron running center. I mean, um, three wins in a row. We're back at 500. So, I mean, it was it was a good win. I guess we'll we'll see, you know, as people start to get um, implemented back into the lineup. And uh, I think we're getting our coach back if we haven't gotten him back already. But I think no, – I didn't, I didn't see him last night, so I think we get him uh, back. He's coming back. Uh, I think he clears protocol tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I, I don't know. I guess we just got to see. But as far as right now, I'm feeling really good. Uh, we're back at 500, so it's a good place to be, man, <laughs> especially I now. Really, I really got no pushback for you, big bro. Like I said, I, I asked for a couple of things. I had, what, three things on my Laker ask list. Maybe answered all three of those questions. Russell Westbrook's the rebound of the basketball. That's what we need to see, man. So, uh I mean, I don't want to – I mean, you you beat a center yesterday. I mean, I always – I kept saying that, like, when you play somebody with some size and the the Timberwolves are athletic and long. Now, granted, there was no cat in this game, but, I mean, it was a good win for your Lakers. And I really don't have much else to say to you, man. I'm feeling a little bit better after that alarm pool a couple of weeks ago. So, it's glad to see your Lakers respond. Um, real quick, gentlemen, I'm ready to move into some winners and losers from the weekend. Uh, I'll get started. Let's see. I think I started with Mike last week. So, I'm going to start with Kath. Kath, give me a winner and loser from the weekend, big bro. Uh, I think the uh, the winner absolutely hands down Jackson Smith. That's um, a good winner. You know, I we just touched on it. There's nothing else to say. All you gotta say is three forty seven, um, <laughs> and he could have had another touchdown too, but he fumbled. Uh, and then I think the loser on on the weekend is Mike McCarthy. Okay, <laughs> uh, tell me why. Elaborate on that one for a little bit. Uh, just because I he I feel like he gets exposed every week uh, on on how he cannot coach and. And in the NFL, sometimes there are times whenever you do have to coach, right? Like in, in clock management and time yeah. management is, is is a big, big, big deal. Um, well, and I'm not thing, saying that. The one thing huh? I need people to understand is game management is 60 minutes. You do not manage the game with two minutes on the clock. You manage the entire football game. And he is right. So whenever he called that timeout, whenever, whenever he called that timeout uh, early, whenever they had that funky formation, whenever yeah. Prater was on the field, you know, I, I'm not I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done that because hindsight is 2020. If they would have gone down and if, if Dallas would have scored, whatever it was, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. But 
at the end happen. of the day, yeah. all of that stuff is is up for conversation uh, whenever stuff doesn't turn out your way. So um, I, he, I feel like he just gets out coached every week. And a lot of times his talent, the talent on the football team takes him through that, right? So they, and they win games. Um, but whenever you get into the playoff time, you know, I, it's – I don't know if Mike McCarthy is is your guy, so. No, nah, bro. I, one thing I'll say, because um, I, don't, I don't really like baiting final takes, but I just want to build one more thing off of him is uh, when playoff time comes, it don't matter who's on the other sideline. They, I promise you they will outcoach Mike McCarthy. Honestly, you could put my little sister on the other sideline. She could probably outcoach Mike McCarthy going into these postseason. Mike, real <laughs> shout quick. Shout out to Ella. Woo! Yeah, shout out to Smella. You go ahead and outcoach Mike McCarthy in the postseason. Uh, real quick, Mike, uh, I'm going to throw it over to you. Give me a winner and loser from uh, the weekend, big bro. Uh, really quickly, man, Joe Burrow, winner, man. I Ooh, mean, yes, going into these playoffs, man. Um, and uh, my loser, very simply, Dallas Cowboys defense, man. Um, well, really, y'all secondary, man. It was, I was, it was say, let's be more good. specific. Go ahead and go yeah. all the way to a T for me. It was, it was y'all secondary. Y'all not giving me very much confidence going into the playoffs. Cowboys suck. <laughs> I'm going to have to give y'all a loser. Sorry about that, Kelvin. No, nah, it's okay, man. I'm not going to disagree. I'm going to go uh, winner for me. Oh, it's a tough one, man. Um, I'm going to go Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic scored again this week, uh, weekend. Uh, love my American boy overseas making ways. And it was the biggest game of it, uh, his season so far. Found a way to net the equalizer. That was really big for me. Love watching Liverpool drop points. So shout out to my American making waves overseas. My loser, guys, I'm going to have to go with the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm, I get your quarterbacks not playing, but at the end of the day, you had a chance to keep the playoff hopes alive. And you were in this football game all the way down to the wire. You weren't able to find a way to win at the end of your season. So I'm just a little bit disappointed in the Baltimore Ravens. It's tough to see, man. It really is. I like I, I love that organization. I love the hardball bro. So, I mean, I hate to see them end their season the way they did. And moving into final takes, guys, real quick, Kath, I'm going to throw you a final take. What you got for me heading into Wednesday, big bro? Nothing. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be doing – I'm, I'm going to have a big conversation on Wednesday, uh, and, and we're going to take up a, a, a good chunk of time because I want to hear what these fellas have to say about it. Um, so stay tuned for that. The final take really, man, is, is we touched on everything sports wise. Um, you know, I appreciate everybody that listens to us uh, every every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And so that, that that's it for me. Mike, real quick, I'm going to throw it over to you, big bro. Give me a final uh, take. I don't have much. I, I mean, I think this Browns and Steelers game tonight is going to be competitive. It might be some bad football. Being <laughs> I think no, it'll definitely competitive. be competitive, man. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to watch a competition, I mean, turn on that game at 7.15 p.m. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. I, I, I said a competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't even say good football. He just said competition. Damn. He just said competition. Man, that's what that's what it is with this game, man. Bro, if you want to watch, if you want to watch freaking competition, turn on American Ninja Warrior or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, go watch the mass singer, you punk. My God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but all seriousness, I mean, if you want to watch professional, you know, competition, if you want to watch um you know, professional, you said professional, let's, let's back it up. If you want to see competition, <laughs> oh, I'm man. telling you, man, oh, video coming soon to rumble because I'm crying right now, man. <laughs> Ain't nothing professional about Baker Mayfield. Nothing's professional about Baker Mayfield. Well, you know, I might he don't need... um, the boy scout. So, I mean, he hey, hey those progressive commercials are damn near professional. You watch oh, it, I bet. Yeah, he can he's have, a professional he can... spokesman. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, he could have a professional acting career. But good Lord, you remember whenever he had that mustache? That wouldn't be a professional. <laughs> And, uh, His play is definitely oh. not professional. I'm that time just fought a cop. <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah, I would. Sorry, we're that, that's really that's really bad. Yeah, that, that's it for my final take. <laughs> but yeah, the mass singer comes on tonight. I think so. <laughs> the mass singer. 
Okay, gentlemen, let me rein it back in here and get us out of here. Um, final take. Uh, Mike is one funny mofo. He's got me absolutely crying at the end of this episode. Um, I really don't have much else. It was a great episode today. Um, it's always fun oh always lose because these gentlemen eat it up. Go ahead. What you oh. got? Oh, he's screaming at me. What you got? This just in. Michael Gallup tore his ACL. Yeah, it is. It is tragic, man. Just confirmed. The, I'll send my prayers to Michael Gallup. I think I hinted at that one at the beginning of the show that he ended his season. It was a little bit tragic to see. Great grab, too. He made a nice yeah, uh, catch a and then uh, went down with the knee injury. So prayers out to Michael. What really sucks about that one, and it's the thing that, like, it's going to take people to realize this man's in a contract year. Yep. He's trying to get paid, which, I mean, I guess it's not bad for my Cowboys, but it is, man, you hate to see it. He was – I don't know if he was going to get a big paycheck, but he was going to get a check, bro. He was hey, and somehow, get... somehow, some way, I feel like he still has a better chance of getting a contract than Baker Mayfield. Uh, bro, honestly, I will 110% agree with that take right there. With the torn ACL coming off a banged-up season, I think Michael Gallup's got a better chance of getting paid than Baker Mayfield does. But anyway, gentlemen. That was that. Tragic news. Prayers out to him. Uh, I really don't have much else for us, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us on Inside the Lunch Table. Like I said, if you haven't done it before, go ahead and give us that follow button on Twitter. We're trying to get a little bit more active, dropping us some takes on Twitter. We get some retweets, some polluting your timeline with some good content. So if you uh, can do me a solid today, Go ahead and tiptoe over that Twitter. Follow follow us there. Uh, hit that download button on Apple Podcast, man. Just send these podcasts straight onto your phone so you know when we're back. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, hopefully not too long. We can get maybe, maybe hit out a little bit more content. We're trying to work through this right now, but we're really doing a lot of success on the lunch table. We don't want to take it away from you guys. So with that note being said, y'all enjoy the rest of y'all's week. We'll see you back here on Wednesday on Inside the Lunch Table.